You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. This is the Mind of the Meanie. Here are your hosts, the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. Peace world and welcome everybody to the Mind of the Meanie, your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie. We'll cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the Mind of the Meanie. I'm your tour guide, Adam Barnard, and he is the Blue Meanie. Meanie, what's on your mind? Hot down summer with the meanie. <laughs> ah, what's up, man? Uh, it is fucking warm, but uh, I'll take this over uh, snow any day of the week. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not too, not too. Usually, I have like a little uh, diatribe to say, but when we first start the show, but uh, yeah, man, it's fucking warm. Um, but uh, I'm good. How are you, sir? I'm doing okay, man. Hotter than the hinges of hell out here in uh, in lovely scenic Downingtown, Pennsylvania. But it's uh, you know, yes. I'm good, man. It's been a good day. It's uh, happy. It's the weekend, and uh, getting ready to get started here to enjoy myself with you today, sir, and also with the Pod Squad, who had a lot of fun yes. with us just now in the pre-show in the dressing room, which you can get right now if you sign up today at Patreon.com/slash Mind of the Meanie. Uh, tears, only, tears starting at only $10. Uh, so it's a great way to join us and see our beautiful faces as we start the show every week. And you can see us live and ad-free as well here. But, Meanie, I want to talk at the top of the show today. Uh, one of your trainees, Damian yes. Priest, won yes, sir. the Money in the Bank briefcase this uh, past weekend uh, over there in, uh, in foggy London town. <laughs> and uh, I just want to get your thoughts about uh, Mr. Priest's win and uh, where you see it going from here. I love Damien. He uh such a rock star. But, um, you know, I was one of his coaches. I'll just say that. Like, I can't take full credit. But, um, you know, uh, very happy for him. Um, I wish I could have watched it uh, live. But, like, I was at the uh, Icons Fest. Um I went to the Icons of Wrestling convention last weekend. Thank you for everybody who came over to say hello and, you know, uh, hung out. Saw a lot of uh, great faces there. But, uh, you know, words start leaking. Because, you know, inside baseball, they uh, were live from London as opposed to, like, back in the day when SummerSlam, you know, uh, was, like, tape delay to the States. You know, this is way before internet and all that stuff, you know. They were actually, you know, the pay-per-view started at 1 o'clock in the afternoon in uh, the States. or well, at least on the East Coast. So, uh, you know, forgetting that, you know, I'm looking at my uh, phone and I'm starting to get spoilers, of course. But I couldn't have been more happy to have been spoiled to learn that uh, Damien 
had a uh, you know won the money in the bank, which is a signature event. You know, in my opinion, yeah. You know, I mean, like, there's as far as WWE events, there's the original four, of course, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, and Royal Rumble. Money in Bank should be like number five. You know, it, actually, you could probably swap out Survivor Series for Money in the Bank. It just as far as you know, Survivor Series really isn't like what it was. You know, it's just. Survivor Series in name. There's really no series. They've tried to do it, but it's kind of lost its luster. Money in the Bank, on the other hand, is like a like no pun intended, a premium event, right? And um, the fact that you know he, I'm surprised it was the opening match too. But yeah, I was a little surprised by the way they they set the card, but it it, it I felt like the match set the tone for the rest of the night because overall I felt like yeah. it was a really great show another great one like they've really been yeah i feel like wwe has really been firing on all, on all cylinders recently and i thought you know i i was i will i will admit i was a little disappointed that uh los angeles night didn't capture the briefcase because i thought that's where they were going to go but um again as the cody Rhodes thing happened i'm i'm willing to let the story progress and see but um yeah i mean damian priest at least like kind of looking at it in hindsight feels like the right move yeah and i i you know Seems like the company's high on Damien. Um, and, and LA Knight is fantastic too. I see a little bit, you know, the, like Kevin Nash was kind of, you know, I don't want to say ranting, but saying that he was, you know, ripping off the rock. And I, I, I don't see the rock, you know, uh, when it comes to LA Knight. I see more of a stone cold because, uh, when his music hits, he comes out, he's kind of got that bad motherfucker walk. Yeah. That Austin had. And uh, he's always been a great talent. Um, I loved him. I start. I, I know he's been around for a bit, but I start first started getting familiar with L.A. Knight in uh, N.W.A. when it was Eli Drake. Um, and back then when he was talking, I was like, "Man, this guy's got something." There's no, there's no denying. There, he's got something to him. Uh, and just took to come to WWE to accentuate it you know uh even you know and he's you know he's, he's got the charisma he's got the little phrases you know, like yeah all the the yeah stuff and but he's got the bad motherfucker look he's got he's a got good looks he's got the build and just just the way the fucking crowd came up you could tell he uh you know he might not have won money in the bank but that doesn't mean he can't still, you know, ascend to higher things. Yeah, and I think I think what it looks like they're at least from some of the house show footage, it looks like they have him uh, with Austin Theory, uh, something like that's going to start coming up pretty soon. Which I mean, I could see that. You know, like listen, I, I and I want to be clear about this and, and kind of diplomatic, right? For me, I feel like. Austin Theory's time with that U.S. title is kind of like run its course. I think it's time to maybe shift and, and refocus on something else. But I'm not sure who could be the one to take that title away from him. And I feel like where they're starting to maybe move towards like Roman and Jay for SummerSlam. And now it feels like they're going to probably run back Finn and Seth at SummerSlam for the, the, the new big gold belt. Somehow Damien will be involved in that. For me and my money, and I'll get your opinion on it too, it feels like they're going to start – it feels like the right move would be moving L.A. Knight towards that U.S. title 
and allowing him to kind of run with that because I feel like eventually, you know, like everybody, the other thing is always like, oh, he's 40, he's this, that, and the other. Yeah, well, like AJ Styles is in his 40s as well. Who gives a shit? Like a lot of these guys, a lot of our favorite talent right now are in their late 30s, early 40s. Like Kenny Omega's, I think, at my age, 37, 38, right? They're all still performing at an elite level. Um, So I think... I think LA Knight's time is going to eventually come. I think it's just a matter of, of those building blocks. What do you? What, what's your thoughts? I don't give a fuck how old he is. He can. He's, he can still go. He's got to look. And uh, I mean, forty is not old. No. Trust me. When you get to fifty, tell me how old forty is. And it's all these people who, you know, it's always the people who fucking haven't gone through shit that fucking will say something. But then once they get to that point in their life, they're like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, well, yeah, shut up. Uh, but yeah, <clears throat> like, you know, back in the day, you know, the, you know, built somebody up, you know, whether it was an NWA or WWE, somebody either became the U.S. champion in the NWA or the Intercontinental champion in WWE. That was like. That was always like the uh, if you were won the United States belt in NWA or Intercontinental belt in WWE, you were the number one contender for those world belts in those respective promotions, and that that would be the right thing to do. Because um, you know Damien's already held the U.S. title, I believe. So yes. the next thing would be for him to do Money in the Bank. So the next logical thing for me for LA Knight was would would either make a run, for, you know, make a run for the U.S. title. I forget which uh, which show uh, the U.S. Uh, I, I don't follow this fucking brand split at all. Oh, it's, it's you, very you, difficult. You, you're not the only one, yeah. Is the U.S. title Raw or SmackDown? So the U.S. Where is it at? Um, so they just flip-flopped them. So the U.S. title is now on Monday Night Raw, and then okay. SmackDown has uh, the Intercontinental title. So if he's on Raw, then you know it would make sense for him to make a run at the U.S. belt. You know, just to that that next you know level level up a little bit by letting them win that belt. You know, and I, that, I, which would make sense. I agree. I think that I think that's the logical track for me. And then Lucha in 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 the Pod Squad here said that Damian Priest is two months older than L.A. Knight. So like realistically, like. There's this very archaic view of age, I think, that a lot of people have. I mean, I'll be 38 next month, and I don't feel any older than I did when I was 24, right? My Physically, I don't have knock on wood. I don't have any aches. I don't have any pains, and I definitely don't perform in a ring uh, as a professional wrestler, you know, for a, an extended period of time. Um, so I, I, I can't imagine, like, being at, at what feels like the peak of my physical body, and then someone telling me, oh, you're too old for this belt. You're not going to be able to carry it. Well, look at the fucking size of these guys. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. It's archaic and stupid. And I think we need to, and especially too with not just men, but also the, the women's roster as well. Like, there's, like, we're just, we're holding on to these ideas and it, it doesn't matter, right? But, um, yeah, you're, 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 you're learning. You know, I mean, you go up to the WWE system and you start learning and you don't start to fucking get that seasoning, you know, uh, until, you know, little yeah you have to be in that system to get that seasoning to you know be able to handle you know the wwe way and how they do things because you know once you go to wwe they don't care what you've done elsewhere you kind of have to restart in their system and learn the wwe way you know you know back in the day jericho uh you know they they paired him up with x-pac just to have x-pac teach 
Jericho, you know, how they do things in WWE and stuff like that. So, right. You know, uh, but I know we're talking about age and it shit matters. As long as somebody can fucking work and go, you know. Yeah. I mean, Flair was in his 40s, you know. Yeah. Terry Funk was, you know, in his 40s. You know? Yeah, like it, it really the, it doesn't the, the, matter. It's so stupid. Does not matter. I'm, I, what, is Ray in his 40s and he still can go, this, you know? He's, I think he's in his, I think he's not even like, Past forty five yet? To be honest with you, well, Ray started wrestling when he was what fourteen or fifteen years old. Ray Mysterio. I mean, it's, oh yeah. Like it, it just again, it's it's this it, that's and that it makes me so angry and 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 amongst so many things in the professional wrestling discourse uh, that that age becomes this thing and like and it's and it's both companies like it's ridiculous. If these if you if if people can still perform physically and they can still do these things, uh, who gives a shit? And they're getting over too. Like it, it's just dumb. But I, I do want to. Th- Double back to uh, Mr. Priest. Um, sure. I know that we talked about uh, you know him potentially cashing in with Seth Rollins, but as far as in the storyline, do you think it makes more sense for him to challenge Roman, or do you think they're going to move forward with the Judgment Day uh, kind of split where he gets involved in the Seth Rollins promo? I don't know what's going on with between him and Finn right now. Um, I hope they don't bust up. The uh, Judgment Day too soon, because I hate when they start something and then something becomes good and then they just bust it up. You know, it looks like they're having a slight infighting right there, which I get. Hopefully, that's just a uh, a ruse to make you know Seth think think there's problems. You know, where they could do this thing where it looks like there's problems within the the Judgment Day, right? And uh, you know. Seth is like, ha, 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 and they turn around and go, psych, fuck you, and boom, boom, boom. You know, one of them takes the belt, you know. Yeah. Maybe they're just playing mind games with Seth or something like that, but I don't want them to bust it up too soon. Um, what was your question again? Well, I just felt, I was asking if um, you think that Damien's going to challenge Roman Reigns or Seth Rollins for the title, or do you think he's going to go for one of the mid-card belts? I don't know. That's a good question. Don't know. I mean, him and Roman would be really good. Yeah. But I, I don't know if they want to f- have him go up against Roman and then kind of, you know, if he if he has to end up losing to Roman. And, you know, Roman's already tied up with Jimmy and Jay and stuff like that. So I don't know what's going on with that. So if he was going to have the challenge for one, I would see it, say Seth's belt. Yeah. But, um, that's the beauty of the the money to bank thing. You don't know when it's going to happen, you know. Yeah, I think it, I think uh, I think for me with my money, the way I've been following the story, and again, I agree with you. I don't want to see them break up the Judgment Day. I don't. Uh, I think it's working on the Raw brand, and I think the heat, the level of heat that they bring, especially with Dominic Mysterio, that's that's something that you can't teach, right? And I I feel like they yeah. are almost, and I and I this might I don't want people to take this the wrong way, but like. I feel like they're the equivalent faction to the bloodline. You know, they're like the mirror of the bloodline faction on Monday Night Raw. And I think that storyline drives the general story arcs of of Raw. So I would hate to see them kind of topple that. But I I, I agree. I think they're probably going to move towards, uh, you know, psyching out Seth. But am I the only one who notices that the uh, Dom-Rhea connection is a lot like Eddie Guerrero in China? I didn't think that until you said something right now, but it yeah, very much so is. 
Yeah, the uh, the badass female warrior who could probably beat up most of the guys with, yeah. you know, the, I mean, Dom has got, he even has Eddie's haircut. I mean, it's, yeah. it's fucking great. <laughs> he could, you know, they could beat the shit. I mean, well, let me ask you this, because I know there's been some talk about this as well. What do you think about the idea of Rhea Ripley potentially challenging somebody like a Solo Sokoa or getting involved in sort of this, you know, intergender wrestling? Do you think, do you, could you see, let me, let me ask it a different way. Could you see Rhea Ripley stepping into that China role the way China did and maybe potentially winning the Intercontinental title? Do you think they could run that, oh. that back? Uh, of course. Of course. I, I, I totally believe she could. You know, I love China, and I thought China did a fantastic job with that. And uh, Rhea is, you know, like the next evolution of women's wrestling, you know, in that, in that standard where she can go either with the women or the men, you know, I'd love to see it, you know, and it would be believable too. Right. You know, it would be totally be believable, you know, um, you know, perception is reality in pro wrestling. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if a, a five foot guy can legit beat up a seventh foot guy. Perception is reality and people want to see the underneath guy, you know, fight the big guy, yeah. you know, and perception is reality in the fact that Rhea Ripley looks like she could probably beat beat any guy on that roster, legit. Yeah, you know. And uh, I think she has, uh, you know, the respect to the, the that locker room that everybody, nobody would have a problem with working with her. In my opinion, I right. don't know. I have no inside scoop or anything like that. I'm, I'm, this is just my uh, educated, somewhat educated opinion. <laughs> You know, just, you know, from a, a te- uh, from a creative standpoint, I would totally see her. I could definitely see her, you know, taking on some of the guys in, in, in the competitive role. Uh, probably not solo because he's over on SmackDown now, but, you know, just uh, with the brand split. But, yeah, she could have a match with anybody. She's that good. I think that's what made that, that segment so compelling for a lot of people, including myself, like that stare down between Rhea and Solo, because you, I could, at least for me, yeah. I could absolutely see that match happening, not only happening, but being really fucking good. You know, like that would be a, a solid fucking wrestling match. But no, I, I agree. Yeah. I think they could, I think they could do it. I also don't want them to bust up the judgment day until they make a fucking t-shirt of that Abbey Road photo they, they took over the weekend in London. <laughs> yeah. Where yes. The, where the, dude, that, that, uh, for those who don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, on uh, social media, I believe it was Finn Balor posted a photo of the Judgment Day doing the legendary Beatles walk across Abbey Road to the point where Finn took off his shoes like Paul McCartney had his shoes off. And uh, I sent him a little DM. I was like, dude, that's got to be a t shirt. <laughs> and uh, he replied, you know, with the, uh, the high five thing. But, yeah. Well, it's either. Uh, this, this this emoji, if you're watching on Patreon, which could either be praying or a high five. So either one works. I usually yeah, use those praying hands, right? Yeah, but it's supposed to be like a high five, which is kind of weird because you're you could potentially be high fiving a tragedy, right? <laughs> depending <laughs> depending how somebody views that. You know, can you imagine? Oh, uh, it's great. <laughs> Grandma died, rest in peace. Dad, why'd you send me a yeah. fucking high five? <laughs> I'm in a will. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, grandma. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! No, I saw that. I, I love the commitment to the bit with Finn when he took his shoes off. That's usually the one thing I always yes. look for when I see a group of people doing the Abbey Road photo. And I'm like, if there's four of you, someone has to have the shoes off. Like you can't, you can't do the shot without. The, it. the only thing that would have made it even more perfect if it was like the original Beatles fo- photo and they had a VW Bug. In the background, yes, because in the Abbey Road photo, there's technically five Beatles. <laughs> yes, that would be the nod to Billy Preston, I imagine. So, yes, that is I, which I didn't even think about. Uh-huh. Look at the big brains on you. That's why. That's why they pay us the big bucks, Meanie. Uh, yeah, Billy Preston, um, which I had no idea yeah. until like recently when I saw. Well, maybe within the past decade or so. I, you know, I, I love you know talking music and researching that stuff. And I, yeah. I didn't know how ingrained – like I knew Billy Preston had done work with the Beatles. But I didn't know how like deeply ingrained he was with them to the point where like Paul had pushed to have Billy be added to the band. And I think everybody was in on – or maybe I'm reversing. Maybe it's Paul or if it's John. Don't fact check me. But I think, um, <laughs> I think one of them – one of the two was like, no, we don't – I don't want to do another revenue split or something like that. Or like we don't need to do this. Um, could have been it could have been a management thing. That's what it was. It was a management thing. They were like, we don't want to bring somebody else on on board. <clears throat> but he's the only artist that's credited, like in and they used to do tours with him, and they would they would do it as the Beatles with Billy Preston. Uh, there was a couple of songs yeah. that they released from um, Let It Be. The, I think that was their last album after Abbey Road. Uh, that were you know titled with Billy Preston in it. But uh, it's fa- it's a fascinating story um, about his. Okay, and what was that document? What was that documentary they just put out with the Beatles on uh, Disney Plus? Oh, yeah. What was that? I think. Let me look it up. Hold on. Disney. It was Plus. like super long, but super oh, awesome. It's called Get Back. Yeah. Which okay. Yeah. I started to watch that, and it's basically them recording "Let It Be," and then basically the, the background footage of them doing the the concert on the rooftop. And this God, was a, so a, a base. This was this was basically extension of they they had a a documentary back in the day. Yeah. Where uh, a lot of people said, "Oh, we're watching the breakup of the Beatles," but it's they say that because of the way it was edited. But now with all this new footage that's come out, you kind of see how they were still kind of together. Yeah, you know, there was that one moment, you know, where you know Paul looks like he's about to break out into tears, you know, and says, "And then there was three. <laughs> yeah, or and uh, John comes back. Yeah, but uh, or no, who who was it? To, I forget who walked out. Oh, George. I think it was George who was like that. That's it. I'm done. That's I'm, right. I'm out. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. And then he was like, and then there was three, and you kind of see him sit there trying to fight back tears, and you ah, oh, you can feel it. Yeah. And might I add, I I prefer facial hair, Paul McCartney. I like. Yes, there is something Bearded more Paul- nice about, it, like more appealing about facial hair, Paul McCartney. Bearded. Bearded Paul McCartney was like a like a handsomer dude. I mean, he wasn't like ugly this no. without the beard. Like they said, he was. The, they always go, "He's the cute one, love." <laughs> but like Paul McCartney with a fucking beard, it's like fuck yeah, yeah. Let's go down. To, let's go to the pub, Paul. Bearded Paul, <laughs> friend of the show, Sir Paul McCartney. If you're listening, um, Blue and I would like you to just consider. You know, for the last run, however much longer you're going to tour, it's totally cool. Uh, whenever you want to keep touring, but hey, man, beard bearded Paul is where it's at. But no, I, I yeah. think um, 
I think it's hard a lot of times, like when I hear these stories about the Beatles and like different groups that break up, it's like, you don't know the inner dynamics of these people and their lives, right? Like everybody just likes yeah. the flashy stories and it's like, oh, Yoko did it. No, it was Paul that had the problem. But like, there yeah. were so many things that were going on at the same time and so many different, you know, drug problems and, and, you know, egos and money. And like, there's, there's all, it's like a perfect storm. And then it just falls apart. And that happens sometimes with, with, especially with creative people. Um, but yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's unfair, you know, looking at it from a 2023 lens to say, oh, Yoko Ono was the, the sole reason for it or Paul McCartney. Cause I, that's just, it's verifiably not true, right? Like everybody played a part in it. I will say this though. Uh, have you ever seen when, uh, <laughs> John and Yoko were on the, on the Mike Douglas show. No, I don't know if I've watched that. So the Mike Douglas show, which was which was broadcast out of Philly uh, every day, they brought in uh, John John Lennon and Yoko Ono for a couple of days, and they brought out Chuck Berry to play with fucking uh, Yoko. I mean, play with John, and uh, it's you know John Lennon and. Chuck, Bar Chuck Barry and they're playing and the fucking sound engineer cuts Yoko's mic because she gets on the mic and starts doing that or whatever singing she does singing like you air see quotes yeah heavily implied yeah I'd I'd rather hear her farting it through a gazoo than fucking yeah just put a harmonica between your butt cheeks and just that would be better I'd rather listen to Bob but, Barker fart on a snare drum for six hours than listen to another Yoko Ono song ever. Yeah. Um, but there's a point where she, you know she's doing the back up, back up background vocals. And you see Chuck Berry look back like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> I, they might be doing, uh, they might be uh, doing Johnny Be Good or something mm. like that. God. And it's on YouTube. Yeah, go on YouTube, look up John Lennon. Chuck Berry, have to check it out. Uh, Mike Douglas show. Mike, Mike Douglas was the bizarro world. Uh, Merv Griffin. Yes. Like they kind of look the same. Like to me, uh, who, oh my God. Uh, who used to be the quarterback for the Chiefs that went to Washington and broke his leg? Oh, uh, I know that, but I can't. Alec, Alec, Alec something. Uh, I can't remember Alex. his name. Alex. He, to me, he was like the bizarro Aaron Rodgers. Like he could have been like like Alex could have been Smith, like the go Alex Smith. He could he was like the GoBots version of Aaron Rodgers. The GoBots. You know? <laughs> yeah, if you're doing Transformers versus GoBots, yeah, GoBots was like the dollar store Transformers. Aaron Rodgers was a GoBot. Alex Smith, who was good. Was a go bot. So Mike Douglas was the go bot to Merv Griffin's Transformers. I understood that reference too, Manny. I appreciate you uh, pulling it in there. Um, oh, yeah. No, I uh, I just, you know, anything with the Beatles, I'm always going to be interested in, in, in watching. And, and Paul, you know, both Paul and John are just so fascinating. Um, and, and to watch. Imagine having that, that, imagine having that many fucking heavy hitters in one fucking band. That's what I'm saying, man. It's like. <laughs> It's They're, like having four starting quarterbacks on a team. The, all of them were great. Like, and like uh, for not not for anything, but Ringo had some pretty solid shit too. And it's like Ringo gets so much shit, and he was phenomenal. Yeah, like like uh, fucking, you know, they're like you know he was the second, you know, Pete Best and all this stuff. But you know, 
I, I, I was watching something on YouTube and it came up, you know, where a guy, uh, this professional musician was praising Ringo and, uh, he told his friend, all right, you think Ringo sucks? And he's talked to his buddy who's a drummer. It's like, play this. I forget what song it was, but like the pacing and the tempo of the song and the guy tried to play that Ringo beat and the guy got fucking blown up and had to fucking tap out because it's like, Ringo was a good drummer. Yeah. People always, but I guess, you know, when you're stuck behind, when you're stuck behind George, Ringo, and Paul, they you kind of have to look for the cousin Oliver in the, in the group, you know? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. There's, there's always going to be, there's always going to be the ancillary player in a, in a quartet like that. But I mean, mm. I, I, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, to put it in the, uh, again, I'm, I'm going uh, very local here with the Philly uh, sports reference. But back in 2011, we had the the four horsemen, the the, the four aces. Yeah, we had uh, Roy Roy Halliday, Roy Roy Oldswalt, uh, Cole Hamels, and uh, I'm blanking on somebody. The fourth one, but then uh, they had uh, Joe Blanton on there. Yeah, and then somebody said there's they had the pitchers starting pitchers press conference, and. Uh, they said to uh, Joe Bland, "What's it like to uh, you know be the fifth wheel?" And Cole Hamill started laughing. That not without that. Oh, it was Roy Halliday, Roy Oswalt, Cliff Lee, Cole Ham, Cliff Lee, and Joe Blanton was you know the fifth guy, the Billy you know, Preston, the if ring, you will, yeah, the, the Ringo or whatever. And they said something to him about being the fifth starter and Cole Hamill started laughing. I was like, you do realize Joe Blanton won the world has a world series ring, right? <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, when you have, you know, the, 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 the you know, those people ahead of you, even the best, one of the best guys in the band is going to have to take a backseat somehow, you know? And it's not a bad thing. Like it's not, you know, no. like it's, I don't know. Ringo's I, still touring. Yeah, he's him and Paul are still touring, and and that's the thing. Like, even I watched something with Dave Grohl. They were or something. Maybe it was Dave Grohl or another drummer, and they were talking yeah. about their influences. And I believe, if I recall correctly, the first person that Dave Grohl said was Ringo Starr. Most of your favorite yeah. drummers are fans of Ringo Starr because he. I, I, said, I don't know. I, I I would be a stretch to say that maybe he like invented the style, but like he revolutionized the style of of what you would listen to as a current drummer. Most yes. you, people who play drums right now are all kind of doing an impression of what Ringo Starr did back in the 60s. That's what that's, Absolutely. he was the the next step in the evolution of 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 drumming in general and I just I I can't I can't get down with Ringo Slander, man. I can't. It's not it's not okay. And it's funny you bring up the Foo Fighters because Paul McCartney played drums on a Foo Fighter song on like one of the last couple albums. That they asked Paul to play drums on it. Which is in, insane when you think about it. I'm sorry. Let me, Paul McCartney. Um, let me run Paul that. McCartney's all, run that by yeah. one more time. Paul McCartney played drums on a Foo Fighters record. You could jump on the Google machine. I'm jumping you're, on it right you're, now, you're, pal. You're you're faster with the fucking research than I am because I'm a one fucking finger typer kind of guy. But yeah, like uh, I don't know if it's this last album or the one before that, but Paul McCartney played drums on one of the Foo Fighters songs. Holy you found shit! It? What? Paul McCartney on Concrete and Gold. He played yeah. uh, on Sunday Rain. And Taylor Hawkins uh, sang the lead vocals on it. Yep. 
So, yeah, that's kind of cool, is it? That's amazing. <laughs> Holy shit, man. I that, can't wait to go back and listen to that. That's the useless knowledge you get here on the Mind of the Meanie. That's what you so, pay us for, friends. That's why you listen to each and every week. All my knowledge is just bar trivia. <laughs> you know, sitting at the bar. Oh, did you know uh, yeah. Paul McCartney played drums for the Foo Fighters? And somebody goes, no. Well, if I'm right, you have to buy me a beer. 20 bucks Holy is shit. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How you like them apples? <laughs> I got a number. How do you like them apples? And honestly, <laughs> that's what makes our show so much fun, Minnie, is because we talk about Matt Damon. More. Matt Damon. We talk about more than just wrestling. You're going to get your Beatles knowledge here. You're going to get your Van Halen knowledge here. You're going to get rap knowledge here. That's what we yeah. do here, pal. So thank you for listening. Yeah. Thank you for taking that stroll with me. Minnie. Yes, sir. Cannonballs. Cannonballs! This summer, it's not about the size of those cannonballs. It's about making a splash with our friends at Manscaped. Prep for barbecue season by making sure your grill master has the hottest dogs the summer's ever seen. When you're at the cookout, let the meat speak for itself with Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0. It's time to get ready and not sweaty, Minnie, by going to manscaped.com right now and using promo code MINDMINI for 20% off plus free shipping and meanie i gotta tell you uh you know you use some of them uh generic store brand razors to uh, uh trim little john on the east side boys and uh you're gonna get you're gonna get some nicks you're gonna get some cuts and you're gonna get some scrapes i gotta tell you man using the manscape products the performance package 4.0 has helped my confidence not only uh looking at myself in the mirror but also with mrs goober if you know what I'm talking about, the uh, Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 has everything you need to guarantee you'll have the most mouthwatering treats at the party. They have even built the ultimate bundle for your summer grooming. Their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The lawnmower has a 7,000 RPM motor, meaning I don't know if you know all this, but it also has a new multifunction on and off switch that can engage a travel lock so you don't get any uncomfortable buzzing in your luggage. And it gives you the ability to turn off the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave if you're like me in the shower at 4.30. Did I mention, meaning that this trimmer is waterproof too? Beach, pool, or shower, this razor will devour even the strongest pubes. Let me tell you something, sir. Uh, it is summertime, and I like to go in the pool. And speaking of cannonballs, I like to moisturize my cannonballs with the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant. After uh, I put on a comfortable pair of the Manscaped boxers, these are the most comfortable boxer shorts I have ever worn in my life, and I love them. I'm wearing them right now. No shit. I legitimately am wearing them, and they are so comfortable. They're soft. They're breathable. They give me extra room for little John of the East Side Boys. And you'll get a set of Manscaped boxers and the Shed Travel Bag inside of the Performance Package 4.0 as a free gift. Uh, now, wearing sandals with some nasty toenails uh, is nasty during the summer months. Looks like you're going to jump into the water and catch trout. Uh, the good news is that uh, they added in something new, the Shears 2.0, a luxury nail grooming set, uh, which includes stainless steel nail, nail cutters, tweezers, and grooming scissors. And as a treat, you should add in the crop mops to your order, a moist towelette specifically for your beach balls, meaning it's the best midday refresher to stop your popsicle from melting. <laughs> so go ahead right now, Meanie. Where can they go right now? Go to manscaped.com and save 20% when you use our coupon code MINDMEANIE. That's 20% off plus free shipping 
by using promo code MindMeanie at Manscaped.com. Manscaped, the perfect way to get your patty sizzling hot this summer. And we want to thank them, as always, for sponsoring the program. Um, I also wanted to talk about threads a little bit because I know oh, yes, we've had dear. a couple of people ask us. We are jumping onto threads at some point. Um, threads is yeah. the uninitiated is the new, uh, uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter alternative, um, trying to figure out the logistics of it right now. But Meanie, I got to tell you, man, I have been enjoying that app thoroughly. How, how have you enjoyed it? I, I like it a lot. And, uh, let me put this out there. Uh, folks, it's been, it, it's day two or day three of... <laughs> This new app, chill the fuck out with the fucking thread slander till it's like, okay, I, it's kind of like Twitter, but it doesn't have all the bells and whistles yet. But uh, Pat McAfee had a great analogy right now. that came out, he said on the show the other day, because he was kind of singing threads as praises. It's like thread threads right now is the rookie quarterback. Twitter's kind of like the Aaron, like the the veteran, you know, Aaron Rodgers thing. Threads, in my opinion, will get better. I mean, it's, it, it, they started developing it, developing it maybe five months ago, six months ago. They launched it as we're recording on July Friday, July seventh, two thousand twenty three at eight oh six. When did it come out? Wednesday. Wednesday, I think, Thursday? was the initial launch. That was when I got the alert on my. Instagram that yeah. was available. Oh, I, I can't delete it because the, the only way to delete is to delete my Instagram. How about this? Just take it off your phone. Yeah. Turn off the all. You can, you can pause all notifications and just take it off your phone. Yeah. Crisis averted. <laughs> uh, yeah. It doesn't. It's like it's well, just going to be there. You don't have to use it. It'll sit dormant like my Twitter did for about 10 years before I started jumping on it again. It's going to sit there like my MySpace is sitting there. Oh, you know? man. I wish I still had my MySpace, but I'm sure it would have been super cringy. <laughs> oh, you can still log into it. I mean, it's still there. No, I dele- I fully deleted mine in like 2009, oh, 2010, okay. and I, I'm kind of pissed because there was photos I wish I would have had, but it's gone now. That's the only why- reason why I- mine's still around mm-hmm. is because I go, oh, shit, I forgot that. Oh, let me check my fucking MySpace. Wish I would have saved it, man. But no, you're right. I mean, it's like it's – Still in development, and I got to tell you, it's it just feels like, and I, I like kind of analogized it to when I first joined Facebook back in 2007. It was like, oh my god, like who's on here? Like what am I going to do? Let me explore these new features. Let's see how this works. But already, remember when Facebook? Remember when Facebook was invite only? Yes, you need to have an, a college email or invite only to get in there, and like it was like this cool little click that you grow a part of, and like. You could share statuses and like people would poke you and you would do bumper stickers and shit. Like it was a totally different world than it is now. And it, it just, I don't know, something feels fun about threads right now. And, and I, I just, I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying being on the app. And I, I don't even, I think I've maybe opened Twitter twice since I've, since I've signed on. Now, obviously, we still have our programs and our things, our advertising that we do on, on oh, Twitter. Yeah. But excuse me. And eventually we're going to get to that point. Hopefully, if, if Threads takes off, we'll just transition over there uh, to that platform. But um, yeah, dude, fuck yeah, I'm loving it. And uh, Threads has totally given Blue Sky the Farrah Fawcett fucking treatment. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
like Blue Sky came out, and everybody's like, oh, Blue Sky, that, I don't even know what the fuck it is, but I saw, oh, yeah. there's a new thing called Blue Sky, you needed a fucking invite, fuck you, all yeah. right, and then also, you know, the day Farrah Fawcett died, you know, everybody's like, oh, Farrah Fawcett died, holy shit, Michael Jackson's dying, you know, and then, unfortunately, Farrah Fawcett got the back, like, got the, uh, the back seat to Michael passing, unfortunately, yeah. Now, Blue Sky comes out, people like, oh, Blue Sky, oh, did you get an invite? Have you got an invite? And, uh, you know, Instagram goes, at, boom, here's threads. Yep. And that's the way. Third, go ahead. 30 minute sign up, 30, 30 million sign ups in like one day. It's unbelievable, but I think that's really the issue that I've had. Like, because Mastodon is like an interesting setup, right? Like, you need to, it's, yeah. it's not super friendly, like user friendly and like, I tried to search for you on there and then I found you, but like then I couldn't invite you because we weren't on the same server and it was like, it, and it wasn't explained real well, right? And then Blue Sky, a bunch of people that I know, you know, from the wrestling Twitter sphere, everybody was sort of like pinging and popping on the Blue Sky. And I'm like, I, you know, I'd reach out to people like, hey, you got an invite code? Like, I want to try this. And apparently Blue Sky is like Twitter with a ton of bugs, right? Like a ton of shit that's like mm. not worked out on the software and like there's a lot of coding issues. It's, it was created by Jack Dorsey, who is the guy who created Twitter, um, as sort right. of as the alternative, uh, quote unquote. Um, that's a great name, by the way, Jack Dorsey. Jack Dorsey. It sounds like a fucking famous boxer, doesn't it? Like that's a that's yeah. a yeah, fighting Jack Dorsey's going to fight Russell Crowe in, in Octagon, mate. Um, yeah. I don't know why I went British there, but it felt the, right. The, the Marcus of Queensberry rules. <laughs> <laughs> We're fighting around the world. Uh, yeah. I, uh, no, it, it, so I, I tried to get on there and I, I just still haven't. So I finally just kind of gave up, but I think that's where Zuckerberg got this right. Was it was like, fuck making people wait for this. Here you go. Sign up and you can sign up with your Instagram. Oh, I am. Get on yeah. there and enjoy it. See how it works. And uh, to be fair, like I know there's, there's, there are valid criticisms of, 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 of you know, the, the meta things, which I'm not, we're not going to get into here, but like. What I like so much about and what I've been following with threads is the fact that they're like, hey, we see your feedback. Here's some cool things that are going to be coming down the pipeline. And, hey, we're aware that this shit's all fucked up on this side. And it's like, okay, well, now we're, like, developing this. And it just – I don't know. There's there's a community aspect with it as well, which I think maybe that's part of it too. I've noticed that people are not nearly as shitty or aggressive on threads, at least as of right now, because right. you're connected to your personal Instagram page, right? Like you, it's not an anonymous, right. like shit posting that Twitter is like, you can't hide behind an avatar. You are this person on your Instagram page. So I, I think that's causing people to not be as shitty, at least as of right now, I'm sure it's going to get there, right. but I've seen a few complaints about. I'm like, dude, it's day three. Yeah, you know, it's you're spoiled. Stop. <laughs> no, Facebook didn't work all that great at first. It was glitchy and no. weird, and so did Instagram. Like it was all, it was all odd for a while. Look, I, I even got a, I got a new Threads uh, alert right now. It's just, it's cool. Like it's a cool little app. It feels nice to it's, be on it. It's the same handle for me on Threads as is everywhere else. This is Goober, Blue Mini B W O on Threads. Give us a follow. Uh, let us yeah, know you're yeah. there. We love chatting with you and, and sharing all our stuff. The only question I have, Meanie, is do I go yes, back sir. and sh reshare like my Jay Uso thread on on Threads or any of my yeah, classic not? greatest hits? I mean, I might as well, right? You might as well, okay. you know. Uh, yeah, why not? Fuck it's it. A, it's a new platform. 
give some uh, fresh content. Yeah. For uh, for that. Yeah. I'm, I'm just seeing. Now you got me looking for. Fucking- <laughs> I usually get follow requests here because that's another thing. It's like I I followed a bunch of people, but I didn't. And like, listen, no hard feelings if you don't follow back. But like, you know, I'm not going to follow. I'm going to unfollow you, and that's just, them's the rules. So, um, uh, if you're on Threads, my my buddy Jeremiah uh, also follow at Too Fast for Blood on Instagram. He's got like tons of old school ECW photos because he was ringside. But he uh, he put out a really good thread, and let me read it. Because I see friends dismissing Threads. Due to lack of following feeds, chrono features, etc., I would suggest following at M O S S E N Mossen for updates on here and IG Instagram. He does a great job being visible and present with the community, and is already answering all your questions slash concerns. So, if you're on Threads, Instagram, follow at make sure i'm oh shit i fucked that up <laughs> m my eyes are so fucking let me just click on this thing click on okay at i fucked up <laughs> delete 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 backspace backspace <laughs> i am ready at, sir at m o s s e r i here he is adam, adam Oseri. yeah that, that 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 i was too close to the fucking r and i thought it was an n uh, Adam Masari, he is the uh, Grand Poobah over on Threads right now. So I guess he's answering a bunch of things, and he's posting like some tutorials and stuff like that. I just want to learn how to share stuff from my Instagram to Threads and my Threads to Instagram. That's what I'm trying to figure out too, because I've been going back to, like I said, it's it's almost like I'm I'm not necessarily mining content from my my other social pages, but like. This is a new social. I want to share some of this stuff. So I'm sharing some of my photos and, you know, my, my actual professional film photos and some of my links, you know, and, and different Absolutely. things. And going back and being able to do that, it, there's nothing wrong with it. But, like, again, it's also like I wish I was able to translate that between the apps, which I'm sure eventually will will happen. But um, I have found myself also using Facebook way less than ever. Like I, I just, I'm rarely, if ever on it anymore. It's typically just Facebook. Facebook is hard to navigate anymore. Yeah. Cause I'll see a friend's post from three days ago. Like it came up today. Uh-huh. Like it was a today, today post, like so many birthdays, you know, thank you for the birthday wishes. Oh, this was three days ago when it was yeah. his birthday. Holy shit. You know, nice. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, Carl, can you amplify that one for us? Can you just notch that fucker up when you're editing, please? That would that would be great. Please, please isolate that for me. <laughs> My God, that was disgusting. Yo, asshole, I don't fucking sound like that. I, uh, I, Facebook is very. You know what he sound? You know what he sounds like? And like, play that clip again. Yo, asshole, I don't fucking sound like that. That sounds like <laughs> it's something that would be in a Beck song. <laughs> Like, I forget, I don't, Two turntables and a microphone, yeah. Yeah. Yo, ASL, don't sound like that. Get crazy with the Cool Whip. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Where it's at. Okay. Yo, ASL, don't It's a compliment. Like it's a compliment. Please don't get mad. And leave, <laughs> don't leave me a voicemail. He always laughs, man. He's always, he's like, oh, you, everybody's got an impression of me, but nobody fucking sounds like me. 
I'm like, I don't know, man. That sounds pretty close to what you talk like. <laughs> I do. <laughs> oh, baby Carl, I don't know. But uh, no, I, I, I have noticed that it's just become very... I don't know. It's not fun anymore. And it, it used to be fun. Like I used to share a bunch of shit, but it's like, I, I just, it, it feels like Instagram is much more tailored to what, like my, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like more like my personality, right? It just yeah. seems way easier. <clears throat> oh, I thought that was going to be a better one. Um, no, I just, thank you. I, uh, I just, you know, it, it's just there. It exists because I need it to run all these other apps. And it's like, well, all right, well, meh, maybe it'll be there. But, um, in the group chat here, uh, Machete says Hive Social was cool, but it was so slow and so many security issues. I'm not even aware of what Hive Social was. I heard of it, but it sounded like some like it sounded like an allergy reaction. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like something I need medicine uh, for. I shouldn't have cleaned out the closet. Now I got hives. <laughs> uh, Hive Social is a microblogging and service mobile app. The app was. Received news during the acquisition of Twitter by Elmo Muskie in November 2020. And now there's their Substack or whatever the fuck that is. Well, there's Substack, which I think is a lot of folks that use for like writing purposes, uh, like uh, uh, journalists okay. and stuff. But then there's uh, Spoutable, I've heard of. There's Mastodon, right. I've heard of. Uh, Spill, Mastodon. which is a new one. Uh, yeah, Mastodon was too much homework, man. Yeah, I mean, it's there. Like I said, it's there for me to have, so I can like retain my, you know, one of my one of my buddies uh, and friend of the show Ernest Owens he was saying like he's basically on all of these apps just to retain his IP and his handle on everything yeah. which is smart uh, you know if you don't use yeah. it it's just still there but yeah like me with TikTok yeah <gasps> which I started using it's like I, I I should do it but I don't know it's the weirdest I, I don't want the pressure of having to be on all the time it, it's so odd. Like I, it's so weird. Like I, I post like we, weird, random shit here, right? And I posted this video of myself as like a like a goth transition, right? And you can see this on Patreon.com slash Mind of the Meaning. And I turn into Dave Navarro uh, from Hell, and it's got like eight hundred some odd views on this. I'm like this is the fucking like why are people watching this? Like <laughs> this is not interesting. There's nothing interesting about this, but people are watching it, and it's just it's ridiculous. So. <laughs> Um, that or that or Adam Lambert. Yeah, you know what, Adam Lambert, I could see that too. That's uh, yeah, that's he, probably he, better. He goes, he goes heavier on the ice shadow than uh, Dave Navarro. Yeah. yeah, you know what? Now that you say it, that is a better that is a better uh, analogy there. It's not bad. It's not better. It's just another another take. I mean, listen, know. Dave Navarro is awesome, and Adam Lambert is great too. Yeah. So either yeah. one, we'll let you decide, fans. If you're watching this and you're watching this on Patreon, you let us know. Who you think I look more like? And I'm be happy with either answer. But meaning I'll be happy when you answer this question, sir, if you don't mind. Yeah, of course. Uh -oh. I have a question for you. Uh-oh. Uh What's that? Are you ready to ask Meanie? I would love to. It's time to ask Meanie anyway. Ask me something. It's the shits. I can't remember what regular Arsenal was like. Don't forget to tweet us your questions using the hashtag AskMeanie. And you may hear them on the program this week, we're going to pull up some questions right now for hold, you here. Hold, uh, hold on. I got, I, I got breaking news. Little Jimmy Sorensen has joined the uh, chat. Hello. Jimmy Sorensen world, world, wide, wide, wide. I saw him all I'm over. on a boat. I'm on a boat. Mm. I'm on a boat. <laughs> you, won't Boats and hoes. you won't sink because my dick will float. Boats and hoes. Nah. Uh, I saw little Jimmy all over social media actually a couple days ago. Yeah. It was two weeks ago during Top Guy Weekend. 
He is one of the guys that got to shave uh, Uncle Eric's hair uh, for the uh, Top Guy Weekend event, which was uh, super, uh, super cool to see you be a part of that, Jimmy. So that was very, uh, very exciting to rep, uh, rep the squad there. But um, we have uh, Dan, 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 answer his first Ask Me Any question. Uh, yes, we have missed you. <laughs> let me actually, let me do this officially here. Little Jimmy Sorensen Worldwide wants to know, Meanie, yes. have you missed me? Sorely. We are so, so happy to see you, Jimmy, all the time. Um, thank you, sir. Thank you for uh, joining us. Yeah. We well, hope, you, hope you're back every week, sir. Uh, I, I appreciate you also finding me on Snapchat as well, which I just rejoined today for the purposes of IP. Uh, so I sent Jimmy a deuces in the group chat. Uh, Nate Smythe, Pod Squad member, wants to know, Hey, Meanie. Yes. Would you rather fight one Danny DeVito-sized duck or 10 duck-sized Danny DeVitos. Oh, man. It's a very thoughtful question. I would probably... Ducks are fucking nasty. Yeah. People go, oh, rubber ducky. They're <laughs> fucking mean. So I would probably have to say 10 duck-sized Danny DeVitos because at least you get fucking... Some funny insults out of it, or some funny content. Imagine you know, the fucking verbiage coming out. Ten little fucking duck-sized Danny DeVitos. <laughs> May I offer you an egg in this time of crisis? Egg. <laughs> I, I like when it's just the thing of him just going egg. <laughs> so anyway, I start blasting. That would be amazing. Ten duck-sized DeVitos would be. Now is DeVito DeVitos plural? Would that be DeVito's or DeVidi? How would that work? Ten duck-sized Danny DeVito's crawling out of couch. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. That's a good question. I have no scientific answer for that. I would be a little concerned, but I also, like, if I saw ten duck-sized Danny DeVito crawling out of the sofa, I'd be like, what the fuck is happening? This is amazing, but I'm, I'm also very concerned right now at the same time. Yes. Uh, Mark and Dryden wants to know who, in your guys' opinions, are the WWE and AEW wrestlers of the half year? P.S. Can I get a birthday shout out when this episode airs? I turn 25. I mean, 52 on Saturday the 8th. Thank you. Mark and Dryden, absolutely, sir. Happy birthday, Mark. Happy birthday, sir. Thank you for listening. And thank you every week. Like, we can always count on Mark and Dryden for questions on the show. Um, and helping us keep this this segment going, we appreciate you. So I will I will present you with a birthday, yokas, yokas, a birthday fart, <laughs> and a birthday pierce. I can't remember what regular air smells like. Happy birthday, pal! So you go first. Who are your WWE and AEW wrestlers of the half year? I guess I would have to say Damian Priest uh, if I'm going to be uh, totally biased. Uh, AEW. Hmm. I mean, Dom Mysterio's. I mean, for WWE, Dom Mysterio is pretty good too. He to me, he's like a better heel. Yeah, you know, one of the one of the better heels in wrestling. So, uh, as far as AEW, it's going to have to be um, man. Oh my god. Um. They acclaimed. 
as a, as a team, as the tag, you know, it's going to have to be. So I, I don't want to leave say one without the other. So I'm going to have to say the team, the acclaimed. I would agree with that. I would say that my my AEW acclaimed is probably the mo- acclaimed is probably the one one of the most over homegrown gimmicks they got there. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I think you know, uh, when the when the Phil- when the Phillies were in the playoffs last year, two of the uh, Alec Bowman, uh, Brandon Marsh were scissoring in the, in the doing the scissor gimmick as a home run celebration. I was like, you don't get that much more over when, uh, you know, when uh, you, you know, mainstream sports are uh, doing your gimmick. You know, I mean, yeah, you're you're fucking scissoring on national television during the World Series. Like, that's over as shit, man. That's be- that's more over yes, than sir. coming out of a box. So I would say, um, no, I would say the acclaimed as well would be my AEW pick. Uh, my heart says main event Jay Uso for my mid-year wrestler for WWE, but um, I'd have to go at least right now. I'd have to go with Damian Priest. I feel like he's the guy. I mean, it, his match with Bad Bunny, you know, yeah. him doing the, the, the good business, you know. And uh, being the trusted one to have a, an excellent match with, you know, Bad Money, and the whole match was fucking fantastic. But like, you know, even Money in the Bank, everything he does, you know, it's, I mean, I don't think Jay Uso's done yet. I mean, Jay's been doing great too, but Damien, I don't know. Now, uh, when when you rise and you're on your own, like. In the instance of the Bad Bunny match, you know, the, to me, he's the MVP for the mid-year. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Jimmy, little Jimmy Sorensen Worldwide has another question for us here. He said, "Meanie, if given the opportunity, whose head would you rather shave?" I want to list them off for you here, and you can pick one: Eric Bischoff, Gerald Briscoe, JBL, <laughs> Murph Pritchard, uh, Billionaire Conrad, or Paul Heyman. Fucking Briscoe would stretch me first off. Um, I'm not going anywhere fucking near him with a, with a set of razors or scissors. Are you kidding me? I'm sure uh, if it was for charity, but, uh, a billionaire Connie would uh, allow me to shave his head and there'd be the least resistance because, you know, it's good business. So yeah. I would have to say uh, billionaire Connie with much respect. Yes, I, th- I believe so as well. Um, hopefully it would be... Father. Be done at the Conradison. Um, we would just need directions on which elevator to go to in his home. Uh, in the yeah, it's just you know I would I could region. do Bischoff. I could do Bischoff, but his hair's got to grow back first. You know. Yeah. He's already he's already bald. <laughs> you know. Our uh, here's know. a here's a great question for you though. Where's Ben Rivera at? When where's Ben Rivera? Wants to know. I've always wondered this. If you're in the Rumble, and you know that you aren't winning it, do you know ahead of time? If you're going to stay in it for eight minutes or 20 minutes, uh, what's the timeline that you know of? Like, I guess the question was, uh, the other way to say it is, do you know before you leave the curtain that you're going to be eliminated within a certain amount of time, or is it called in the ring? No. Uh, when I did the Rumble, it was, uh, you know, you know when you, what number you are, and you know you're uh, getting eliminated when a certain person comes out. Meanie, uh, you get a limit, you know, uh, meanie, you're 27, uh, or no, 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 make it more realistic. 
Uh, meaning your 14th, uh, you'll get a lemonade with, uh, when number 21 comes out, whoever n- number 21 was, would be. So I would have to hear that guy's music and then find somebody and find a way to get eliminated. I see. So is so. it, is it more like, um, I guess the question would be, I have to go back and see who actually eliminated you, but like, suppose just for the sake of examples, you're in the ring. Well, Mab- Mab- Mabel eliminated me. I uh, see. eliminated me. Yeah. But do you know in advance? Like, I guess, well, you wouldn't know in advance. Oh, yeah. You just called or you're like, no, Mabel's going to be the guy that, that eliminates you. Uh, that could be. Sometimes they'll say so-and-so will eliminate you or they'll just say you're eliminated when so-and-so comes out. And you mm-hmm. just see who's still in there and figure out a spot. You know, when I got eliminated and I knew it was Viscera that was eliminating me. We worked out a spot. And the cameras kind of missed it where I started, you know, pounding on him from behind. And he turned around, no selling. And I threw his hands on my back and forced him to throw me out. <laughs> I, I put one I put one hand on my shoulder, one hand on my back, and I pointed outwards. And he <laughs> threw me out. You know? <laughs> like I had just given up to the fact that he was going to eliminate me anyway. So yeah. here, here, I'm feeding myself. I'm giving you myself, sir. That's awesome. Again, yeah. again, it's still probably one of the dopest things of all time in professional wrestling to just say that you were in a Royal Rumble match, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was so much fun. I, I, I'm pretty confident, you know, I was the first person in the Rumble to get caught on camera tickling my opponent <laughs> for sh- for shoot. <laughs> I you forgot. Draws and Ez were trying to get me out, and I just reached up and I started like, tickling them, and they kind of just backed off. <laughs> it's immortalized in video. I saw the photos you posted the other day with you tickling Draws. Oh, yeah. It's, That's it's, great. It's right, there. it's right there on the peacock. And then tell me, like, are they saying something to you, or are they like, what the fuck? Like, what are you doing? Are they just like, they're just going They're just it. laughing. They're just <laughs> laughing. I, I might have pulled, I might have plucked out some of Edge's armpit hair, too. I'm not sure. <laughs> It's amazing, man. I love There's it. There's little ribs you could do when, like, you know, somebody's got you in a headlock or, or somebody's got you in a head, you're on the mat selling the head scissors. You just reach up and pluck out a, a leg hair. <laughs> and they're just like, oh, fuck, stop. You know? <laughs> Jesus. And you got to no sell it, you know? Such so just probably painful as hell, right? Reach up, untie their boot. You know? <laughs> oh, that's great. Just, just little things. Well, what's not a little thing is the answering these questions for our listeners <laughs> and our fans and our pod squad. I want to say thank you, Meanie, as always, for answering these questions. Don't forget, y'all, make sure you tweet us your questions using the hashtag AskMeanie. Uh, and you can also send them to us on thread, uh, threads, rather, as we start to uh, incorporate that into our social media platform. You can just respond right underneath there, and we will answer them for you. Uh, Meanie, it is always a pleasure to do the show with you each and every week. But uh, I do want to know, uh, dare I say, may I ask you, sir, uh, where yes. can everyone keep up to date on all things blue? And also, where can they fo- follow you on social? If you would like to follow the Blue Meanie on all forms of social media, that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, sort of TikTok, and now threads at Blue Meanie BWO on all forms of social media. If you would like to support the Blue Meanie, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Blue Meanie. Uh, if you would like to support Mind of the Meanie, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Colin Elbow, the the uh, wrestling brand, uh, go to Colin Elbow 
Let me start that over. You got it. ColinArborBrand.com. Go to uh, ColinArborBrand.com. Use coupon code MEANY. You can also use coupon code MINE. Go to ColinArborBrand.com and save 10%. Shout out to the, the good old good old uh, brothers over there at ColinArborBrand.com. Uh, MadcatBeerCare.com. Shout out to Josh Thornton. Uh, he's doing an amazing job over there at madcatbeercare.com with the Blue Mini Beard Oil and Bomb. Every cent you spent there at madcatbeercare.com goes to take care of the feral cats in the neighborhood. He rounds them up, takes them to the vet, and sends them off feeling better than he found them. So go to madcatbeercare.com. Uh, figure Collection Bone Crushing Wrestler Series 1 variants of the Blue Mini are available now. All Series 1s uh, can be ordered now at shop.com figurecollections.com that's shop.figurecollections.com I debuted them this past weekend uh, well two weekends ago if you're listening to this at Icons and the uh, the BWO one was the most popular one so uh, once those ones are gone they're gone go to shop.figurecollections.com uh, to have the Blue Mini on your podcast that's you if you have a podcast go to podstars.net that's P-O-D-S-T-A-R-Z dot net. Register your podcast there and uh, select from myself or many of the uh, talents from different forms of entertainment over there at podstars.net. Shout out to my boy Jim Nelson over at glaciersofice.com. Jim made a three of three only custom BW Air Jordan 1 sneaker for Stevie, Nova, and myself. Each pair takes Jim about 50 hours per pair. Uh, if you want to see him make these beautiful-looking sneakers, uh, go over to uh, all forms of social media, just like me, at G-O-I Kicks. That's at G-O-I at, sorry, first day with the new mouth, at G-O-I Kicks on all forms of social media. Cameo.com slash Blue Mini BWO for birthdays, holiday, and well wishes. Uh, let's go over there and take cameo.com slash blue mini BWO and make somebody stay a little bit better over there at cameo.com slash blue mini BWO. But most importantly, Mr. Barnard, where can we find you, sir? Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Uh, you can find me on all forms of social media, uh, Instagram, Twitter, at least for right now, definitely on TikTok more and threads. You can find me there at this is goober. Yes, it's my handle. No, I'm not changing it. It's a brand, pal. So find me there and follow me and say hello. Also on Snapchat as well. You can find me there. Uh, FoundationRadio.net is my other show. You can listen to that right now. A lot of great content coming. I'm also revisiting a bunch of my old episodes. A bunch of great interviews with musician Cass Haley, uh, CBS News reporter Robert Costa, and a bunch of great uh, back behind-the-scenes stuff with those episodes. So go to FoundationRadio.net and check it out. Brothers Gatter has created the very first official piece of Adam Bernard merchandise ever it's the first one ever it's the official adam bernard wrestle buddy and meaning i am so hyped to tell you that i have officially sold out of the stock that i had here at my house and they are completely gone the only place you can get them right now is at brothersgatter.com for a limited time because there's only 25 made and when they're gone they're gone for good so go there right now pick yourself up one before it's too late Pick yourself up a Blue Meanie as well while you're on the site. And if you're feeling squirrely and uh, more robust, if you will, you could pick up a two-pack <laughs> Meanie, two-pack deal, a two-pack of both myself and Blue here to complete your Mind of the Meanie two-pack set. 
brothersgatter.com. Go to the FeinbergMethod.com right now. Use promo code Goober and save up to 20% off of your purchase, not just physical well-being, but also mental health as well. Brad Feinberg is a wonderful trainer. He is the trainer of the lead singer of Imagine Dragons, Dan Reynolds, as well. So he will uh, assist you in meeting your goals, the FeinbergMethod.com. I want to give a shout-out to my friends at the 10th Ward Barbershop down there in Lawrenceville. Uh, on the outskirts of Pittsburgh, go and see Kane and tell him Goober sent you. Go to 10thwardbarbershop.com and schedule an appointment to get faded up and get your beard cut nicely. Corey Graves' new mustache, by the way, on television, friends. That's uh, all thanks to our friends at the 10th Ward Barbershop there. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Foundation Radio. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Pick up a shirt. Keep the lights on at Casa de Meanie. The Barnard Home for Wayward and Troubled Youth patreon.com slash mind of the meanie sign up today tears starting at just ten dollars and you can see our beautiful faces each and every week as we record here I'm making all of our gestures and you can even see what kind of seltzer we're drinking Pro, or uh, patreon.com slash mind of the meanie want to thank the sponsors today uh who have sponsored the program and we want to thank the premier podcast network for hosting us meanie thank you as always sir pod squad we love thank you all you for the blue meanie I am Adam Bernard. Join, again, join us again each and every week as we take a trip to the mind of the meaning. Peace. This episode of Mind of the Meanie is hosted and executively produced by the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. It was mixed and engineered by Carl Pinnell. Additional narration is provided by the executive voice, Sam Kreps. Our intro music was performed by the Swamp Candles. Our outro music was performed by Chikara. Additional musical accompaniment is produced by Enrichment. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Mind of the Meanie and become our patron on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Find our entire show archive at mindofthemeanie.com. This has been a Butts Carlton Media Production, Butts Carlton Proprietor. Blue, 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 blue,